journeys of embodied storytellers. That's right. These are people engaged in practices that bring aliveness, embodiment, engagement. In this podcast, we will get into the very threads of stories. Believe it or not, stories play a huge role in our ability to understand and process what is happening in our lives, to see ourselves in each other. They help us make sense of what is happening to us and bring things to completion, as well as illuminate the direction to which we want to move. Stories are rooted in profound wisdom that can point you to the place where the symbolism peppered throughout our lives all comes together, where all seeming contradictions are tied intricately into one web of being. Timeless and in time, whole and separate, all parts perfectly pulling in its rightful order. The stories we will explore will be rooted in indigenous teachings, tribal wisdoms, spiritual practices, arts, and real human stories lived and symbolic myths, sutras, and orally passed down teachings, all cross-pollinating and nurturing the whole. My name is Alina Kuvshinova. I was born in the region called Krasnodar in Russia, in a very, well, artistically supportive household. I grew up immersed in Russian fairy tales, folklore, and poetry. It was something our culture held in great reverence. So in the 90s, as the Soviet Union fell apart and the foundations of our country along with it, our family found itself in a place of crisis. Um, My father passed away in a work accident. My brother got into trouble with the Russian mafia. And my mother, widowed with three children, had to jump through hoops to give everything she possibly could to save his life and pull us out of that country. (laughs) Hopefully, if we're lucky, we'll get to hear that story be told from her own mouth. So we landed on Canadian soil that offered us, let's face it, incredible opportunity. I, being the youngest in my family, was seven years old at the time and was kept in blissful ignorance of everything that really was happening. But anyway, I was thriving in school. I brought an innate uh, enthusiasm and fascination into all things that I pursued. I grew up channeling my love for the arts. Um, There were times when I was asked on a daily basis to read my poems and prose in front of the English class. Uh, I remember I would write and illustrate books, um, you know, even in the fourth grade. I carried a sensitivity towards people in internal experiences and I actually discovered around the end of sixth grade into seventh that I had a knack for performance and writing speeches and acting which was kind of unorthodox because I was actually a really introverted kind of shy and quiet kid and all of a sudden I found myself blossoming 
and fully surrendering myself to, you know, the imagined circumstance. Uh, I was riveted at the stories and the roles that I threw myself into. And I was amazed that these different roles that I was playing gave me wisdom of lifetimes that I've never even lived. It, it helped to connect me with the reality that each and every single one of us were capable of anything in that we were simultaneously at the mercy of the story of our lives. However, after I graduated high school, just about pretty much instantly, when I was 17, I was spontaneously thrown into unwarranted visions. I mean, like full-blown fucking miraculous, I'm staring into the eyes of God and the knowledge of the entire universe kind of visions. And they were more real than anything I've ever conceived or experienced in my life. Um, simultaneously, I met mentors that helped me to cultivate trust in what was occurring in me. And they kind of also acted as a bridge between two seemingly different realms of existence. And they really helped me to cultivate that self-trust of that deeper internal guidance. So from that moment on, um, my perspective and relationship to our existence began to have its lid blown off. It, I mean, it wasn't anything that I was doing. It was like something passing through me and I just had to be like, okay, shit, this is like fucking undeniable. I, you know... I don't know anything, you know, and I'm just going to, I'm going to let it pass through me. So, uh, my perceptual foundations were fundamentally changing. I engaged in a deeper relationship with nature. I understood that it held consciousness and a life force. I saw that it and I and everything in existence were profoundly interconnected into a oneness that every piece of existence contained within it, the whole. So there and then, I began a journey as a steward of the earth and young people. I was just so in love I was just so in love with life and and seeing what it actually was and what we're actually connected to. And I was so inspired to show young people and bring them together and um, take them and guide them on, on nature excursions and also into themselves to show them that, that they were part of something so grand of something far beyond that the social construct of our mundane society just never even seemed to point at or, or seemed to even avoid. And I, I wanted to empower young people to actualize themselves in this very moment. So I did. And then there began to be a deeper calling in me 
to really pursue my talent and my gift as an embodied storyteller. And so I auditioned to all the best schools in the country and I ended up enrolling in one of the top performing art conservatories. Even though this work was superb, is so immersive and engaging, I actually found that it was plugged into an inherently corrupt system where it was designed to spew out workers and our health and overall well-being was held in lower priority to our professional performance and productivity. In the conservatory, I witnessed people be humiliated and people spiraling down into mental health issues and spiritual crises. I found myself surrounded by a culture that bastardized spiritual wholeness, uh, that turned concepts on their head until they lost all meaning and validity. Um, And generally, there was a curtain of a lack of safety slowly that came over everyone, including myself. Um, Many students were asked to leave the program at timely semester intervals for not performing to professional standards that seemed almost subjective. I mean, implemented despite people's commitment and sacrifice and effort. And slowly, slowly, I began to be disillusioned by the industry. So where once I believed our work was to illuminate humanity, I found it instead uh, attempting to commodify it and treat people like performing monkeys. And yet all of it was validated perfectly under the elitist business umbrella. So I ended up graduating the institution with 15 of my colleagues when we started with 35. I came out finding myself mentally, emotionally, spiritually in utter disarray. I kept finding copious amounts of talented artists whose relationship with their craft was tarnished by classical training programs, leading to many closing that chapter of their life and seeking other ways to channel their storytelling capabilities or not at all. And I found that I was overall transformed, that I was changed by my experience. I found my mindset shifted drastically from being a vessel for a story to really answering the call to heal my burned out spirit. And by burned out, I mean burned out. I began to find my footing by playing a role of being in service to others, by offering friendship, um, organizing community gatherings, workshops, running a local art hub of a tea house, uh, empowering emerging artists, caring for disabled, putting on shows, and continuing to travel. Yes, um, that's one thing I must admit. I have an insatiable passion for natural terrain and spiritual connection. 
and that always pulled me away to distant lands. Throughout the years, I've traveled to Hawaii, Israel, Amsterdam, Eastern Canada, Caribbean, West Coast US and Canada, Belize, Costa Rica, Guatemala, um, discovering my own vitality and, and a deeper embodiment every time. And wherever I traveled, I met a plethora of unorthodox people who carry a magic in them. That's right. Uh, these are the regular people like you and me, average Joes, and they're yogis, and they're shamans, and artists, and creators, and innovators, and family people who cultivate fulfillment in fuller immersion with life. There are people whose practice and perspective and insight carry such deep wisdom that it is really a balm for the soul. I've stayed with vagabonds living in Kalalau Valley in Hawaii. I've been to monasteries and Rudraksha forests and I stayed in a Buddhist monastery in Perth. I've gotten to know locals and cultures close to nature. I've worked with shamans in the West Coast and monks in Jerusalem. I've danced with world-renowned painters and artists and woodcarvers and burners and contact dancers and hermits living off-grid in the Gulf Islands of BC. I've stayed in honey farms in the East Coast and connected with brothers and sisters on the Red Road. I've been honored, deeply honored to be included in indigenous ceremonies. I've been initiated by wilderness itself in life-threatening situations that called upon the awakening of my inner animal for survival. I've bonded with unique individuals, trailblazers, medicine people, embodied storytellers, and I'm excited. I'm really excited to pollinate your soul with kernels of culture and our connection to something deeply real. I found myself coming back to the city, living in the closet of my profound experience, <laughs> and I realize that this podcast is an avenue through which I reclaim and enliven the message of the important paths of these immortal teachings as an important response to this pivotal time in our history. It is fundamentally important that we ground ourselves as a people, that we ground ourselves in harmony with nature, not only without, but within ourselves and unite our voices to speak loud in the face of spiritual loss, greed, and confusion. I'd like to give our journeys a voice and destigmatize speaking of our deeper lessons, that they are not merely personal, but they, they're not woo-woo, <laughs> that they are grounded in the very lived-in experience, and that they are here, for us to live and see, not only just for our growth, but to benefit all of us. I'd like to break the story that people aren't willing to listen 
to deeper processes that they're not ready to understand or to hear because they are, because we are. We are all fundamentally connected and we can all recognize truth when we hear it. On this podcast, (laughs) you can stay tuned to hear from the unorthodox storytellers. From dancers, musicians, comedians, tantrikas, Buddhist lamas, yogis, indigenous elders, shop owners, monks, martial artists, nature stewards, community organizers, survivors, body workers, dreamers, writers, travelers, trailblazers, family men and women, people of all walks of life that are stepping into the roles of all our working parts. We are all walking through many gates into the same garden. And this is where we pollinate each other with the medicine of our stories. So hit subscribe and I'll see you in the next episode of Pollinate. Pollinate.